0: Got...
1: Do you like my, my singing?
2: You look very uh,
1: sophisticated. Classy,
2: sophisticated, elegant. I think so. I th- what's changed? What well, what be? has
1: changed is our sponsor for today's <laughs> podcast, Lennox. These are Lennox wine glasses and... I've got this heavy set that they let me see. Look at this branding. Ooh, that
2: is a beautiful color.
1: Lennox is amazing. Would you like to take today's sponsor and let the world know about Lennox?
2: I would love to. All right, guys, meet Lennox. Lennox has been America's leading tableware, giftware, and home entertaining brand for over 130 years. Inspired by heritage and designed for now, Lennox is happy to be a part of your home and the moments you create in it. Whether you're engaged, newlyweds, eh, <laughs> or just moved in together and need to build out your space, Lennox is there for you. Lennox is the iconic brand you can always trust for your wedding, registry, and home. From gorgeously designed dinnerware to long-lasting flatware and top-notch barware that's been chosen as one of the best barware collections by Brides on the Knot.
1: So if you want to visit Lenox and get yourself some fancy dinnerware or some plates or some wine glasses, they have a huge, amazing collection at Lenox.com, L-E-N-O-X. And at checkout, if you use the code word Freddie Alyssa, you will receive 20% off your order. So thank you, Lenox. Amazing. Cheers. Cheers
2: to Lenox, baby. <laughs>
1: Cheers to Lenox. And today's episode, um, I am very, very pumped because we have our great friend Molly Burnett in the house. And um, for those of you who might just be joining us for the very first time, um, Molly myself and Alyssa have been friends, like really, really good friends. Not like, you tight. know, friends are friends. These are like best friends, tight, gone through a lot together, um, celebrated a lot of success together, had a lot of fun together. We've really gone through it with each other. And we absolutely love Molly um, in this decade relationship. Ooh. And uh, we love catching up with her. She's doing so well. She's crushing. She's just crushing. You're, she's her, her queen of the South is just absolutely on fire and it's doing so well. And we just Are so happy when our friends or anyone in general is succeeding.
2: Amen to that, baby.
1: It is, but we're not gonna we're not gonna stay too long on this open because we had a riveting conversation for almost two hours.
2: (laughs) We could have kept going. We could have kept
1: going. Um, So uh, you know, she she wants to come back on the show. um, I think. Um, No, she does (laughs) never hear from her again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We love you, Molly.
1: We um, (laughs)
0: love me.
1: Um well let's hop into the episode. Uh welcome everyone to the Freddie and Alyssa show. If you are new to the channel, be sure to subscribe. Everyone's subscribing, it's the thing to do. Uh, like comment all that fun youtube stuff Uh, if you're watching on facebook like and follow if you're listening on a platform like itunes and you want to leave us a five-star review if you think we deserve it that would be amazing we've been putting out content now for over three and a half years we're having a blast and we get to do what we love because of all of you so thank you so much for showing up every single wednesday supporting our show we really really appreciate you Um, but without further ado enough of freddie and Alyssa. let's (laughs) hop in to miss molly burnett well you're calling in from new orleans um What's, I guess just like, we could start off with a, with a softball question for you. <laughs> then we'll get into STEM theory and everything like that in the future, yeah. Um, what's it been like being in New Orleans? How long have you been there? How is the show going? Like what's going on with Molly Burnett?
3: Well, um, we, uh, we went out here in March for about two weeks and then at about midnight on Friday during one of our, uh, like in the middle of a shoot, our showrunner came hauling in and was like, we're shutting down, go home. So I uh, left my car and all my stuff here and dipped uh, back to LA and they kept saying like, it'll be two weeks like when then we'll circle back. And everyone was like, yeah, two weeks. And I was like, two weeks, that's not what's gonna go down here, Um, but that's okay. So then uh, I was in LA, obviously, and then um, around September, flew back to get my car and send all my stuff back. So I was like, well, it looks like it's going to be a while and I need my car.
1: In Um, September?
3: In September. It
1: was six months.
3: Six months, yeah, into filming half of episode one and half of episode two. (laughs) We had half of each in the bag and then that was it. And uh, I came back in September to get all my stuff. And then October, they were like, hey, we're, we're going back. So I had to send it all back out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
1: so you shipped your car or you drove it?
3: Nope, shipped it. Flew here, shipped it back, got the call, shipped it back. <laughs> Stop it. And now we're here living our best lives. Oh and, uh, we, I mean, me and my dog so we're yeah we're i've been here since october um we just started episode nine
1: wow in the
3: south, and uh so far we had a um here's a funny little tale it's really hot in the south and it's very muggy and i like it because i get cold easily and uh i had a crazy i there's some some s-h-i-t goes down this season Ooh and I had a scene where I had to be outside, uh, a night shoot, a night scene outside. And um, for the first time in 10 years in the South, uh, a universal freeze happened. Texas, I'm sure you saw it. Texas was covered in snow. Ted Cruz was nowhere to be found. Um, The entire South. Mexico. (laughs) Mexico, which the jokes write themselves, but I digress. Um, With his daughters. (laughs) I just oh boy I can't he's like so the, I'm sorry the meme that really got me about that was the guy from the Titanic remember the guy that grabs the girl and he's like I'm all she has and <laughs> they let him get on that lifeboat that was Ted Cruz when he got caught going to Mexico like but my daughters and everyone's like really
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: anyway surfing back. um so we had to do the night shoot and it was like three degrees outside and when there's humidity um, at 98 percent, it feels like negative six and of course Kellyanne's never in like a sensible suit pant suit and you know sneakers she's always in like Valentino's and a tank top or a small dress and so we were doing this it was like midnight we were like this and they're like and action and you'd have to be like so very curious to see how those- What about
1: work. the breath? Isn't that a dead giveaway?
3: The breath was so, Elisey who plays Teresa, and I were, we had a scene, another scene outside during all that. And we were dying because it looked like we were just ripping a fat joint scene <laughs> <laughs> <It was laughs> because it was just, I guess I could have said a cigarette that probably would have been more PC, I apologize. No, no, oh, no, no, that's good. all good. Okay, Weed's legal in half the country, right? So we yeah. can- <laughs> So anyway, yeah, the breath. So I don't know if they're gonna
2: edit that or that's what I was thinking. Maybe they can take that out, but no.
0: I don't know.
2: How's it that.
1: feel now being because you're you're in a you're in a home, you have your own little spot there in New Orleans, and what, what's it like living somewhere else for four months? Because you really you pretty much lived in LA for most of have you ever really spent four or five months in a different part of the country?
3: I get you know what I went to college for my one year, <laughs> my one year of college. Uh, in New York. (laughs) And And, uh, so I I did live in New York. Um, And when I say I lived in New York, I mean, I lived on Staten Island, which is where the school was. And it was a a shithole, but the school was beautiful. And that's not true. If you're from Staten Island, you are lovely people. Um, But I did live there. And uh, but yeah, LA since I was like 19. So this is the first time I've ever really got new experience, you know, a different world. Very curious
2: though, actually, cause I feel like we never talked about this. What made you go, Hey, I'm just gonna drop out and go to LA. Like was there a defining moment for that?
3: you know what, if it were up to me, I never would have gone to college. I I always wanted to go later once I had a step, like 10 year old Molly was like, okay, I'm gonna establish myself as a respected actress. And then I'm gonna go back to school and get my degree in political science. Like that's what my 10 year old, which is why in in hindsight, my fifth grade teacher called my dad in um, and was like, hey, what's, is everything okay at home? Cause your daughter is stressed. She puts a lot of pressure on herself. And my dad was like, what the? (laughs) We love her, she's, but I was so tightly wound, like such an anxious little kid, like already had my Hollywood schedule planned out at 10 that my teachers were like, are you getting beat at home? Or like, what's happening? And it was like, no, just, I'm, um, I was like that. Anyway, I'm not making light of that. Uh, I decrease. I if it were up to me, I would have just gone straight to LA from Colorado, but um, I, Felt like my parents, want. they were very supportive, but I felt like they wanted me to um, do the college thing. So I tricked them. I was like, okay, I'm gonna get into a good school, get a scholarship, and then I'll go for a year. And then I'll drop the bomb about halfway through semester one. I'll let you guys know I'm out and I'm going. And then my parents were like, okay. And I was like, you can support me if you want or not, but I'm out. And so they were like, all right, well, You have a, we're going to do an 18 month plan. You move to LA, you got 18 months. We're going to do whatever we can to help you. By the way, we know no one. uh, And we know you don't know anybody. So good luck. And uh, in 18 months, we'll reevaluate.
2: Wow. So then did anything ever make you think you'd want to stay in Manhattan because
3: you're right there or it was just always LA? I I love New York City so much. I want to live there so bad. But I, once again, 10 year old Molly knew fiscally starting on Broadway in the chorus won't financially be um, as beneficial as it would moving to Hollywood and being establishing myself as a film actress or a TV actress and make that kind of money and then I can move to Manhattan when I can afford a big place and then choose the roles I want on Broadway because of course I am an established actress in LA
2: didn't you really quick didn't you post something like maybe a year ago of what young Molly wrote, please. Remind me, refresh my memory what that was.
3: (laughs) So I got my first um, article in Deadline. And for anybody that's watching that isn't familiar with what Deadline and Deadline is like the, anything that's going on in Hollywood gets announced on Deadline. So new characters on a show, new shows, directors, drama like all this stuff happens but it's it's um really cool to have something announced on deadline and i had um when queen of the south made me a series regular i got my own deadline article and so i posted on social media as we all do because it runs our lives and i thought it would be a cool dichotomy to have um my deadline article and then a note that my dad found that 10 year old molly wrote to the directors in Hollywood pitching um, that I'm your girl and you should hire me. And if you don't, you're gonna regret it. And um, I let them know that I was a part of the Honors Club. I did shows not only at school, but clear across town. Um, And and, uh, I said, I have a great grandma and grandpa voice. Great grandma and grandpa voice.
2: (laughs) Can I hear this please? (laughs)
3: Little Molly could do, I'd talk like this, and it's not that great, but when a 10-year-old's walking around talking like this, it's weird, and you're like, keep doing it, I guess, (laughs) so I got affirmation from that, and boom, it became a thing.
1: You know what's great is that you're on that path though of what you set out to do. I mean, you moved to Mm -hmm. LA, you built a huge resume, your your show and because don't you feel like there's like queen of the South has really picked up steam totally it's kind of how does it feel because I feel like shit's Creek was a little bit like that where like Absolutely. the first few seasons people are like it's cool and then something happens where it becomes
3: global pandemic
1: the, what what do you think was the moment though like did you feel the moment was there gradual all the way to the popularity or what was kind of the big moment
3: I think um I, a shift happened for sure when it got, when season four was dropped on Netflix um, dur- during all of this pandemic, because I think we were all at home going like, what else can we watch? Was, you know, like, we're going insane. And uh, humbly, I think Queen is an awesome show. And so when season four dropped, and I love finding shows where there's Um, a whole bunch of seasons, because if you're really, I just started Search Party, which I don't know if you guys have started that. It's on HBO. It is hysterical and dark. And yeah, write that down because it is amazing. And I actually worked with two of the actors, Jeffrey Self and Cole. Um, Cole. Cole, So funny, He's so funny. But um, anyway, it's this amazing weird dramedy about this uh, girl who, Um, somebody she knew in college is missing and she's the only one that's trying to find this girl and it's this really messed up funny thing but anyway there's a there's like three seasons of it and so I was so excited Uh, I love when you get to binge something so I think when Queen dropped and this was the fourth season people that was at least you know a week of television
1: yeah you get to see I, I feel like these days I'll watch a season of something that's new but then by the time season two comes out a year later, I'm, I'm over it. I'm like, oh, I don't really yeah. want to watch that. Like I sat down this year looking for um, just things to watch. And I go, let me, let me check out um, Breaking Bad again, just because I watched it so long ago. Totally. It was amazing. Yeah. It's so Very good. Cool. And I watched all the way through, but I love that you can see the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like these days the things that are really going viral and people are talking about, it's more than just a season. It's almost like the completion of something.
3: Totally, Jeff Daniels said it beautifully. He said he was so he was thinking about quitting the industry, and he's a, an amazing musician, by the way. So he was just going to go make some folk songs, and um, because he said he didn't want to play. The old washed up dad of the hot up and coming new actor in a film like that's kind of that was the trajectory you were the guy or the girl and then you become the parent and then you're the funny grandparent and then you, whatever it is so he was like i didn't really want to that trajectory wasn't very fun for me and streaming and television really took off in the newsroom and all these amazing shows. And he realized he got to have all these really meaty, cool roles. And instead of doing a little two hour picture, you get to do a whole novel for people. Mm. So we're watching novels now, as opposed to, you know, the Cliff Notes version.
1: Because what can you really do with a character in an hour and a half?
3: It's tricky, right? Like, I think some people can really create some special things and there are some just absolutely fantastic movies there but i I, but really getting a eight episode 10 episode 13 episode story arc is for an actor is such a treat as well so why do you
2: think though on netflix that they did season four of queen like why wouldn't they start at one
3: no they all the seasons were already on netflix oh they were Mm -hmm. yes so So season or dropped and everybody's like oh my god same thing as Shit's Creek like there's, there's six seasons what and so then you get a start at the beginning and then by the time you're done you're super invested in this show so I think that was the moment when it was like oh wow there's a lot of mm. and is
1: there any um you don't have to answer this this is too personal I'm just curious in general but do, do if, if you get picked up on a Netflix is that the same as like being picked up somewhere else residual wise or is it not come down I through the actors. I haven't. <laughs> really? Wow.
3: And I think I think SAG's negotiating that. I think there's some trouble around that because you have these streaming services that are so wealthy and they haven't figured out how to make that financially beneficial for the not just the actors, but the writers and the directors and you know the everybody else. And I think that's there's a bit of a hiccup there. Um,
1: because yeah, you think it would be at least a buyout, right? Where you're like, done, yeah.
3: but I don't think any of the creatives get any of the, wow.
1: Yeah. That'll but be an issue. That's... They'll have to figure that out because that's repurposed. I guess the good way to look at it though, is that it's, it's extra promotion. You know, it's helping you become, build your brand bigger, get more followers, get more, you know, awareness okay. in the industry,
3: yeah, but it'd be
1: nice to get a little cheddar
3: would be especially because I, I still get residuals from days like you know and, it, and they're they're it's not bad so if people you know a small amount of people are watching the reruns of days but people are beaten to death these shows on netflix and none of the creatives see a dime for it that just doesn't make sense to me
1: yeah th- yeah something with days that's been going on lately i don't know i think it's because they were picked up in some foreign markets but I've noticed an actual like spike in the past couple of years. I'm like, right on. (laughs) And I do my research. I'm like, this is from 2012 and 13. Does that mean another six years is coming? Let's go, let's go. I'll go to Africa or Australia. I'll do some promotion.
0: Let's pick a new country
2: each week and we'll just start sending it there. My favorite is when they put it days on, what was it E early morning? Bravo, I think it's Bravo. And it's it started the year that he started on days and it played for
0: what?
1: Three weeks and they canceled it. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be huge. And I'll never forget there was a time that pop, the network popped.
0: Yeah, yeah. It
1: days for a minute, and we got like a really big chunk. And I remember huh? Eric Martsov, he goes, Yeah, that was nice. And then they just pulled it right off, just took it right from us, or whatever, you know, Martsov, however he said it. But if it would have stayed on Pop or it would have stayed on Bravo.
3: Holy hell.
1: <laughs> because we have so many episodes. Like we would have gotten like livable income.
0: 100%.
1: And they pulled it from both. But I'm, I still think they'll do something with Days other than the foreign markets. I think that'll run for a while and we'll be yeah. able to get some extra. But I think, I, I don't know what they're going to do with all these episodes if and when it ever stops. Like you're just going to let that go into the, yeah. in the cloud. They'll probably yeah. put it on Peacock or something.
3: Yeah, I'll bet they would They'd throw it on Peacock.
1: <laughs> Who knows? But oh. wait,
2: wait, with the streaming, though, apparently you don't get residuals.
3: Right, so it doesn't it's not, it doesn't mean anything for us. If they can throw it wherever they want,
0: throw <laughs>
3: it on great. the wall. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you feel, um, what, what's the, uh, how, how's the vibe of being, maybe vibe's not the right word, but I spend too much time on TikTok. Um, what's the- uh,
2: Which we'll get to. Oh, I'm saving
1: that because that's gonna be like, oh my God. Um, just because we all started it kind of together, like we'll talk about all that in a second, but um, being part of an ensemble or like uh, like something like Days or the many different things you've done, but I feel like with Queen of the South being a smaller cast, do you feel a different, vibe or energy of being like the star of a smaller cast compared to a bigger cast like Days or like different things that you've done? Like, do you feel a little more like, I don't know if ownership's the right word, but like a bigger part of it, or is it all kind of the same? Like, do you feel like it's more collaborative? Because on Days, sometimes I feel it's a collaborative effort. Yeah, but totally. you were always just like a number in a way yeah. where it seems like you're so vital and it's almost like your show. Do you have any feeling difference there or is it all the same to you?
3: You know, I think I have a little bit for somebody who was such a confident, cocky little 10 year old saying, I'm going to be a movie star. I have a bit of imposter syndrome, especially this season. Like I, I don't think it's landed that I'm a regular and I'm a part of this show. And I wonder if it's because I, in season two, I start, it was, I was in like eight episodes, but I was kind of like, you know just doing some stuff and then season three had a bigger part it was like a gradual thing so i don't know if i have ever really been like i'm an important part of this show and i i think i should allow myself to feel that um uh, but i just know that we are all a family and we all work together and we um feel comfortable around each other and we um It's the same type of the I guess with days, you would have your like pod, right? Like, here are the people that you're doing all your scenes with, and then the other people that live upstairs, you don't really interact with them. You're down here, and like with Queen, because it's smaller, we all are. are, It's like we're all in that little pod. It's
1: all it is. It's like that, you know. I mean, yeah, I think that I guess that's probably like a. bad example though because soaps in itself is the only thing that has that many cast members that are regulars so i guess Mm -hmm. like film or tv there's a different feeling but also too now that we're getting like older and like your trajectory too maybe you feel like that imposter syndrome a little because you've kind of had this gradual rise it wasn't like you were like you know jennifer lawrence at 19 where maybe that's all you knew like don't you really appreciate like where you're at because you know? the time and the work you've put in to get here, where I feel some people might take it for granted if they get it too fast.
3: I will say this, I am actively, plus the help of my therapist, Um, trying to (laughs) appreciate, because with my mentality, and this is a lot of people that are wired like me, borderline insane, um, and I, loosely compare it to Kobe because I am not Kobe rest his soul but I remember reading Kobe's book and he said he woke up um unhappy and each new milestone he'd go I'll be happy when I'll be happy when I win a championship I'll be happy when I get a gold medal I'll be happy when I win five championships and each time he hit something he wasn't happy it was the next thing and so the irony is I'm finding myself starting episode nine of a show with people I love, a show that I love, doing a character that I love, and I'm freaking out trying to figure out what what's next. What, wh- okay, uh, here are the projects I wanna audition for, here are the, you know, wh- wh- what do we need to do? And I constantly am trying to remind myself to just sit back and appreciate what's happening while it's happening. And I sometimes will need a reminder to look behind and go, oh, wow, yeah, I have done a bunch of cool things and I have worked really hard and I have created this little bit of a world where, you know, I have um, wonderful people who enjoy what I do. And so it's kind of that dichotomy in my brain of like, you don't deserve any of this and appreciate all that you busted your butt for.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a, it's an interesting, um, I just think it's an interesting career. You know, I think that we're in because it's, you you kind of I I have kind of see it as like a boat rocking on a water is like your normal like happiness and chilling and you're a little depressed, a little happy. But when you're in an industry like acting, you have such highs and such lows, and you're constantly like you get a call, <laughs> yeah, you get a call, and you're How like I'm I working.
0: Stay sane?
1: It's it's just so high and so low all the time that you're you almost have to work on yourself even more because the thing that's a through line in human beings is your career and a lot of careers i feel are linear or they you can actually build like some sort of comfort in yourself where we're, we just never know what the hell's going to happen but that's what we signed up for mm-hmm. but you know can and we i don't
3: think we would function well in a in a career where we do, where we know what's going to happen
1: we but real quick can you uh, scoot your computer <laughs>
3: yeah i was just saying, I, i'm going to i'm going to Lower the thing here. Oh,
0: that's. Oh, oh that there we is go. Perfect, look at that. Baby.
3: Look at that. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> you didn't like that weird kind of like ghost look. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. To your point, I'll never forget. I was uh, on my last year of days, and I was testing for this pilot. Um, oh God, I'm forgetting what it was called. Um, my, my, my. it ended up just shooting the pilot, not getting picked up. But I was testing for it. And it was between me and some super famous Michelle Trachtenbergers, I, I don't remember who it was, but uh, all the creators, wanted me to get the role and I remember getting the contract because you know when you test you get the number you see the numbers and you sign the thing and you start daydreaming about what it could be and I remember my brother and I were when we got the we I say we when I got the contract to sign told him what what it was going to be per episode and we were screaming and jumping up and down in my little apartment and crying and my brother was like we made it and I was like we yeah we made it and um did the test the next day and uh didn't hear anything for a week and finally called my agent she was like oh yeah no yeah and they went with michelle trachtenberg and i was just the, the, <laughs> i was like you guys weren't gonna call tell me <laughs> <laughs> but the this is an old agent by the way uh, anyway but the the unreal highs and the Devastating because it's not just a low. It's a, and it has nothing to do with you. Ninety nine percent of the time, it has nothing to do with you. But it's hard not to take it personally. So not only is it a low, it's like a, a you're not good enough. Oh. You're like, and not only is it a high, it's a you're the one high. So like that, it is just the difference is. It'll make you crazy.
1: That and that's why I feel like now that I've recognized that, we've done a really good job of like you were saying earlier, of appreciating what you're doing. So Mm -hmm. like instead of there not being the river and the boat, like try to like have a through line in your life that is that. Mm -hmm. And then when you experience the highs, enjoy them, but then don't allow yourself to get low because you know another high is gonna come. Like just find the appreciation in the middle. And it's really kind of helped us. You what?
3: How's that going?
1: It's, uh, we're drowning.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Daily practice. <laughs>
1: Molly looked at me and goes, you, you can try to sell me on this, Freddie, but, uh, <laughs> y- y- yeah, it, it's highs and lows until the death. Um,
2: oh, my gosh. What show was that for, P.S.?
3: Did it ever make it? No, it didn't. It, they just ended up shooting the pilot, and then I'm I'm totally blanking on what it was called. Um, I thought it was maybe something with an M.
1: Uh, that narrows it down. We can. Uh... <laughs>
3: mix, mix, mixology. Mixology. I think it was called mixology. And uh, yeah. So I had a couple couple of those. But you know, it is what it is. So, it has. I, I will say um, all the new types of social media allows people like us that just want to create. I feel like it's giving us a place to try and have a little bit of ownership of our-ness, our self. So instead of just sitting like we used to a decade ago, twiddling our thumbs like, when's an operation? I'm going to go acting class, gym, sleep, acting class, gym, sleep. It's, you know, now I get a, you know, who knows what's going to happen because I'm creating stuff now.
1: We just talked about that on like a couple podcasts ago where I was explaining that. That the, that's the worst part of being an actor is you just wait around. Totally. And now we can actually create every TikTok, every video you put out is an, is an audition. It's an opportunity that someone will see it or that it'll go viral and more people will see it. And you could get an offer for your own show. You could get an offer for like, you, we have more control. Cause even like you said, the gym and acting class is maintenance yeah. and building, but it's not an opportunity.
3: Right, I, I had somebody tell me, um, somebody said, the vacation in our career is when you're working. The work is when you're not working because that's when you have to watch your money, watch what you eat, bust your ass at the gym, mentally try and <laughs> know you're not gonna hear back from any of the auditions you send out. Like that, all, the hard work is when you're not working. So what I'm saying is, I'm on vacation right now.
1: <laughs> so you're enjoying it.
3: I'm living. No, stressed out about what I'm doing next. <laughs>
1: well, how many months do you have?
3: Yeah, was gonna. Happen. Uh, we're done in. Uh, as a knock on wood, um, you know, pending any any complications, but um, I but I think middle of March. So we're almost done. Whoa. Yeah. So you're going back to LA. Yes. I'm going mm-hmm. back to LA and.
2: Start the process all over again. Well, I was going to ask you, are you auditioning at all self-tape wise while you're working or is yeah. that, yeah, you are? Okay. Yeah,
3: so I, we're, all of us are kind of doing that. Um, so we're all, we'll all call the, whoever's not filming that day, we'll go do some self-tapes. Um, but I wonder, I'm so curious about how the self-tape thing is gonna evolve. Cause they, that started way before, um, the pandemic but it was more like if you couldn't get in the room because the casting director only had time for this many people you could send a tape but now it's nobody's getting in the room they're getting 15,000 tapes a day how is it your like is it your agent that's got to really be pushing you is it a it are they just watching 5 seconds to see who pops immediately like what i'm trying to figure out if there's a point to all these tapes <laughs>
1: I wonder if the tapes are becoming like the old school, like headshot sifting. You know, you get like 10,000 headshots and you're like, oh, this one. And then you, but that's why I think it's going to evolve. I'm curious your opinion too. Is it going to evolve where they're not, unless it's a certain circumstance, going to take a chance on us? It's almost like they want to go to the people who have a proven track record with resume or following because they know they're talented, but they've got the views so that we know we're gonna make some money by hiring this person. Is it gonna move more to that? Or is there still gonna be some traditional bookings? Like, what do you think on your end?
3: If I'm a suit, I wanna cast somebody financially beneficial to me. So if I cast somebody who's got 15 million viewers, followers on TikTok, that's access to 15 million people that I don't have to pay to promote. Um, I think there there's always going to be a space for new people. Benji, hello. It's Adidudu here. Molly. Um, I there will always be space for new up and comers. Um. I I think it's getting trickier to, uh, Hollywood has always been hard, right? Like in Marilyn Monroe days, I remember reading in a old Hollywood book, like women would come out in droves to LA and just wait outside of Paramount hoping to be discovered. And so nothing new is happening here. It's just, instead of going to Paramount and sitting there, you have to, you can't be within six feet of people. So you got to send them a little tape from home but so i don't know i think there's so so much luck is involved in this industry i just think you got to be the right person and the the right people have to see you at the right time for the right role and you can arm yourself with things that will help you you can build your following you can have a good relationship with your agent and manager and trust that they're going to be pushing their you know pushing you and and But I really think you just gotta do your best work and then, you know. Yeah. Is that what made you two
2: wanna build, you know, TikTok? Cause you're crushing it on the TikTok, my girl. You're doing so good. I'm like so proud of you. I love all your videos. and you, we all kind of started around the same time, but like, you didn't really do them that often. And then like, just one day she's like, I'm doing this. She snapped her fingers and like,
3: just it's exploding. You're doing so good. I'm just so proud. Thank you. you. You guys were killing it. So I would, I would just be a lurker. Right. So I just had like a, TikTok and I'd be basically watching little babies do dances like I could never I would never I can't even move half as good as that so that's a no and but um things Instagram never felt super authentic to me um and I have a really hard time doing things that aren't authentic and I I felt like people could tell it wasn't authentic and I think Instagram is this and look I'm guilty of it too like I just posted a picture yesterday that made me want to poop myself I was so anxious but I know that I know that people that are in charge of doing shows are looking at our stuff so I wanted to show like here's seven videos of me being an idiot and look I can also be you know kind of sexy if I want so here's this and my brother was like what the hell Um, (laughs) (laughs) Willie, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Will. I'm so sorry, Will. Uh, his threat was so funny, but I will save that for after. Um, uh, but but Instagram make when I'm looking at Instagram and I just look at this one angled shot of this beautiful person, or somebody's at the beach, or somebody's in Mexico, or so whatever it is, and everyone's, I'm just living my best life, and like none of us really are, and or, or if we are, that's just this part of a whole day and it's easy to feel bummed out scrolling through Instagram and all the comments are all like if you a pretty girl posts a picture the comments are like just dragging her through the mud and it just feels like such a such a harsh place and um I started spending more time on TikTok where people are weird and funny and they they don't not everybody looks the way they do on Instagram. And there are some super hot people on TikTok. There will always be hot people, but but my algorithm is showing me, you know, relatable weirdos, um, LGBTQ allies, transgender allies, people that have so much, um, so much guts to put their stuff out there and and then you go through the comments and it's affirmed by people that are like heck yeah you're awesome this is amazing and i just felt so much happier on tiktok but i was too afraid slash technically not um proficient enough to edit anything (laughs) so i'd do a draft of something and I'd, i'd try and do like a transition or something it'd just be like yikes so i just was like okay i'm just my job on TikTok is to just watch people and appreciate their stuff and and that's just what it's going to be and then one day I got home from set early and I was really bored and there was this really funny sound bite <laughs> it was two days after Biden had been uh after his inauguration on the 20th and I realized the sound clip was like did you hear what Trump did and then there was a pause and it was like mean either and this cackle and i was like i'm so relatable because i hadn't heard what trump did and it was was like a deep breath and very therapeutic for like the first time in four or five years somebody who has my own ptsd about you know a narcissist now watching the country get abused by a narcissist and so it's been uh, anyway it's been really the the silence was wonderful so i i ad-libbed or i dubbed kind of like what we do in adr i dubbed the thing. And then I got anxious going like, oh, I hope nobody gets mad at me. I said something naughty about Trump or whatever it is. And then like 20 minutes later, it, my phone was like ding, 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 ding. And I was like, oh God, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. And <laughs> Everybody going, haha, this is so fun, relatable. Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And in like a day, it had like so many views. So, you know, you get that unreal high from that. <laughs> It's coming, it's coming. (laughs) Here it comes. You're up here and you're like, holy shit, this is awesome. So you're like, I'm going to make another video. (laughs) This one's going to be even better. And it's like, "Shoot!" and it's like seven views. And you're like, so. (laughs) We understand the feeling in our career. I feel like our careers have built us for this moment on TikTok of the highs and the lows of, you know, people's affirmations and views. But what I've realized doing all different kinds of TikToks is you just have to do what Gen Z can sniff out inauthenticity. They can smell it and they should be able to. And I think people can smell out inauthenticity. I think that's why Trump was so successful, as frustrating as he was, was he was the most authentic dipshit in the world, but it was authentic. So people bought into it, whether it was to hate him or to worship him. And so what TikTok does, and you watch the people that are authentic in whatever sector they're choosing, those videos, Do well. And then obviously, you have if the timing is perfect or something looks really cool, or those get views too. But instead of worrying about the views, I just wanted to make videos that would make me laugh. And if they make you laugh too, then cool. And so, if you look at my first TikTok and you look at my most recent one, like, you know, I'm getting better technically. Yeah,
2: you are. Yeah, you are. And I got to say, too. So I saw that you did one about Disney. You're on a show called Jessie and you played a character named Darla who apparently, allegedly pushed Jesse down a well or mm-hmm. stairs or it's a well? Yep, allegedly. Allegedly. And you had this footage that you made this TikTok where like paint was being yeah. squirted on you. And I mean, it's not squirted. What's the word? What would you use? Shot mean? at
3: me by a cannon.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> like it's so... Funny, and the fact, A, you have that footage, I need to know who shot that because I'm like, this is incredible because you shot
3: that what year? That was a long time ago. I think I was 22 or 23. And we, I did, um, they wanted me to do, because Darla was Jesse's arch nemesis and she talked about Darla all the time and they wanted me to do a bunch more episodes, but days, we couldn't make it work. Um, so I ended up just doing like three episodes and, and I did one episode on a show called Good Luck Charlie. That was such a fun show and such a wonderful cast, but it was one episode. And and the fact that there was such a um, reaction to me sharing that I had played those two roles, just tells you Disney's just playing that on Loopskies. And
2: I love it. <laughs> well, and I was telling him too, I think that a lot of the people who are like grown up now on TikTok, maybe they're like 20, 21. Mm-hmm. all those years ago, up now well <laughs> you know what I'm saying but all yeah. those years ago they were watching you and they're like oh my gosh I like, know her so now they're adults adults <laughs> but right. they recognize you so I just think that's so cool because you really had so much success with the, the Disney stuff and even obviously Queen of the South TikToks too you you had the whole cast doing that um, Nelly song and I, how did you get them
0: to
3: do that? That's awesome. They're like in it and they're like, I'm down. I did not think, because all, I would get all these messages or comments, people being like, please get the cast to do it. And I'm sitting here thinking like, there's a 0% chance I'm going to get anybody to be able to do this. None of them are on TikTok. None, uh, half of them don't, uh, you know, Alicia's always a goofball, Um, Teresa, and she's always down for stuff, but Also, you know, we're shooting some serious stuff. So it's hard to be like, you guys want to make a funny video right before we kill this guy? So, (laughs) you know, but we, um, we, that day we were, that was a crazy film day. And we were just all in a big group hanging out in the waiting room. And we had, there was long, long periods of time between setups. And so we were all watching TikToks and joking around. And then I saw the, no, I think Hemke, who plays Pote, showed us the video, and Elisey was like, "We gotta do that one. That's that's the one we gotta do." So me, Elise, and Hemke were gonna do it. We got Charles, our hair guy, to record us, and then Peter, who plays James, walks in the background judging us, which is very, very Peter, James, very James. And um, and I didn't know if it would because I knew Jesse, t- she talks about Jesse, are you know perform well, but I didn't know if anybody would be even know what's going on. And we posted it and it, it became, it was such a, I think it's fun to see actors outside of their characters. I think that's a really fun little thing. So hopefully I can get at least one more and, album before we're done.
1: Well, that's cause it's in an authentic goofy way. Mm-hmm. I, I think okay. that's the thing that TikTok brings the best of is that there was, there was a time when I did TikToks for a while cause we actually took all of 2020 off of TikTok. Like we did it for four months and then we were like, oh, we're not gonna do this. So we didn't post maybe like three a couple. all of twenty twenty. And then when we had our wedding, we're like, oh, this is something that might get some traction. And then our wedding ones didn't, but we were on the app again and I started was so I was like
3: beautiful by the way.
1: Oh, Thanks, thank you.
3: Baby girl. And I was literally my dad took a nap and he comes out and I'm literally sitting with my little flowers. And my thing of whiskey watching and my dad's like, what's so, what are you doing there? I was like, they're getting married. And so he watched with me and it was so sweet and it was just so beautiful. I'm so excited for you guys and we better effing party when we're able to. We
0: are.
1: We're gonna probably throw, yeah, we're gonna do, um, we haven't really figured out when, but like I think once everyone gets like a vaccine and stuff and we can all get together, but maybe even like, like next Christmas or New Year's because it'll be our one year and people are off work and, and we can get together. Um, but that's, and that's one of the cool things about this place that, that we're staying at is that we actually have space for the first time ever um, like where people can like stay. It's yeah. in a two bedroom apartment. You could never have anyone visit because they'd have to not only spend money on plane tickets but then a hotel. Right. So it right. would discourage people from coming. So like, I'm not going to drop 12 grand for right. 10 days, Damn, but
0: making... is <laughs> just the
1: exaggeration to really punch the story. Um, but no, <laughs> but now we have like a little guest house here and it, it it's, um, it's nice for people to come. So we can't wait for the pandemic to be just like over or more controlled mm-hmm. so that we can just have friends come and just like, you know, Live hang life. out. And yeah.
3: interact with humans again, I know. right, right. What is um, protocol like
2: on Queen, like with everything going on? What do you, what's that like? Yeah,
3: we uh, wear masks all the time, which hair and makeup love. Because... And my skin's so sensitive that I always have these little lines right here. So I oh. have to like hold the mask for a while until we, but everybody around us has double masks and a like a space helmet on because they have to, you know, we all have to protect ourselves from everybody and and I think the cast for the most part it understands and has been respectful of you know don't go out and be an idiot like if one of us were to test but look things happen but if one of us were to test positive we shut down production for two weeks and that's people's livelihoods and like there's definitely a weight to it and um, so none of us have really done anything but we we only shoot 10 hour days now um which I actually hope carries into (laughs) post-pandemic because you know those 16 hour days are rough but um yeah so we have to uh the days are shorter and you know we just have to be really careful and you you the first couple weeks was a little weird and then you get used to it and now it's just normal
1: what do you, what do you do on your, what's your schedule? Like? like, like, have you kept yourself busy? Do you, are you always working? Do you have a few days off? Like, what do you do? Cause you really can't be with anyone, right?
3: Yeah, I, I make TikToks now. <laughs> My girl. <laughs> how,
1: how did you find your, uh, how did you find, like, I feel like you really found a good niche. Like, you know, how you can appreciate, you can watch somebody on TikTok and you can see like, oh, this person's new, but like good for them for trying. Cause I was awkward and then I got better and then you find people who are trying to figure out who they are i feel like you really found like i know what i'm going to get
0: mm. when, when
1: your stuff comes up so yeah. i feel like people know why they're following you i i had like a bunch of random videos go viral so i feel my following on tiktok doesn't even know
3: Not <laughs>
1: like some people
3: are we going to get a truck with the top going on?
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know what's been hitting really well is like i'm there's all these like young cool guys and i go you guys you don't know freddie smith at 22 i i'd have you'd be you'd be i'd be your competition all right you think you're like cool now and then i'm like no i'm still cool and then i do a video of being 30 and having tums next to my nightstand and it gets millions of views and i'm like oh wait now i'm this like It's humbling. Yeah, I'm not like this like young Hollywood guy anymore.
3: Uh I'm not not a sway boy. (laughs) Wait, now what's a sway boy? I feel like you talked to me about a sway boy. So
2: all the like little younger teenager, well, they're not little young teenagers, all all of the 20-year-olds have these houses. That they live. Oh, oh, okay. I know of a hype house. Yeah, hype house. So they call them content houses, and they're all different groups. So the Sway Boys are like. Are they
1: the Sway Boys or is it just the Sway House? It's probably
2: the Sway House, but I'm calling them the Sway Boys, and they're all like these twenty year old guys who are always working out and like doing their dances and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know,
0: <laughs> making millions. Yeah. Oh, that's Yes. Yeah, they're hiring. Seven I million. Mean,
1: Imagine us back in the day when we were 22. We were partying, doing all the same stuff, but could put it on and get rich and famous from it. Instead, it just was not on camera, which is probably a good thing.
0: Oh, boy. It's so much trouble. (laughs) So much trouble. Oh,
3: my God. Oh, my God. Move home within the first week. No, okay. (laughs) That's not true. It's kind of true. I think that... Um, If I could live in a house with like other people that want to create funny, cool stuff, not like, you know, like not that, like create like King Batch, like that kind of content, I think that would be such a cool thing because you're just around weirdos who want to create stuff. So I think there's a lot of pros to that, but obviously, you
1: know. Oh, huge. And then the cross-promotion.
3: Exactly.
1: Like you put each other in each other's videos. And that's how the whole like Team 10, I think the Logan Paul, Jake Paul, like that crew in YouTube world and Vine world seven years ago Yeah. did it first, where they just got 10 guys who were all creating content, cross-promoting, and then they would like date a girl. Who had like a couple followers but then brought her into the mix and then she has 1.7 million and you're like how does she just like drive in her car and have all this because she's so famous from being in that what do you call incubator they do that in the tech world incubating kind of place and um
3: you used to have to be in a justin bieber video to get that kind of views now you could just be in some guy's video of him lifting a 25 pounder and it's like
1: (laughs) it's just big yeah so I don't know, I think it's just really neat. I'm still trying to find out who I am on the app. Cause I still, cause on my Instagram, I feel like I really know what to do. Like I'm very big on stories and like, just be real and show it, but that's not TikTok. Yeah. So I have to be funny, um, but I've never done m- many funny videos, but I, funny
3: I- cause I... you're one of the funniest people I know. So it's interesting to me that you are having, you're struggling being funny when you're so funny well, and i i feel like that like i just think about addicts anonymous and how you're like i feel like you should create that character that the, what was his name again
1: gary gary goldberg
3: gary, Gold- gary goldberg and start doing videos and like that might be your, cause that's so funny and so niche and so you, but that's a side of you that people don't.
1: It would be, and I could even batch the videos. I actually thought about that. Cause imagine putting on a polo khakis, tucking in glasses, but then shooting like seven videos and having it ready for the week. Yeah. So I could batch it. I I thought about doing that. And then more, the more I'm doing myself, it's not that I can't be like funny, but I guess it's just like, like I just make skits. Like I've it's never common just common. made a skit. Yeah. Like, yeah, cause the ones that have gone a little viral, I've been funny in and it feels really good. It's yeah. probably the best I've ever felt when people are writing, ha ha ha, you're funny, yeah. sharing it with their friends. I'm like, wow, like there's nothing better than when people think you're funny. It's like a cool feeling, Totally. but I have to get good at making little sketches. Like I did one where I was going to the dentist, like making fun of like the healthcare system. And like, I liked it. I thought it was funny. But it was also just like, I don't yeah. know. I don't really know. And then if you do trends, I love trends because it's already built in. The idea yeah. is built in. So yeah. I don't know. I'm still kind of dabbling with it. But how, how do you like find your ideas? Do you just do it through trends or you get an idea and just film it? Like what's your, how do you, like what's, how do, you do all that?
3: I mean, well, one, I have this wonderful woman, Kale, who's helping our show's publicity. And she is a queen TikToker, so she'll help. Like she'll be like, "Hey, this is trending right now," or "This is," and then I'll look at it, but and see if there's something I could do with it. Um, but really, what I do is I will be laying in bed doing nothing, and then I'll see a soundbite that I think is funny, and I'll just be like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna do it," and I'll do it, and I'll post it, and like I, I don't, I don't have like videos lined up for me to post or like i i don't like it, it kind of happens for me in real time or i'll think of one yeah. we're the same and team. then maybe that afternoon i'll do it
1: yeah that's how we're trying to do it she actually has a little bit of a niche that's working where mm-hmm. she's doing like pop culture green screen
3: totally yes and You're it's so working
1: it. but it's endless right it's a niche it's so that's endless stuff. like to do comedy skits you have to like really dedicate yourself to because it can't just be good it has to be funny
0: mm-hmm. or it fails mm-hmm.
1: so that's the interesting part where like have you ever seen the people who read the memes like Bentelect that one guy who goes facts? has that come across your thing oh my that's god I gotta send
3: it. you now <laughs> you what it's going to now that we just said that. Ben Tillett.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like he, it's so not easy. It's obviously a lot of work, but he can constantly just read memes right. on green yeah. screen and he's got 5 million um, uh, followers. But I, I, and then there's people who do music, who rap and it's like, yeah. people, like they do it. Um, right. So I'm just still trying to see where am I going to land so that I can pump these out because I want to do more.
3: Totally. But
1: I don't know what to do all the time
3: yeah and you know it's interesting it, it for example like abella porch what is it because when I, i'll go on her page from time to time like we all do and i'll watch all our videos and she's so unique and so there's something about her where she can just do like and i watch it a thousand times because she's so what there are faces on tiktok that have that it factor and what is it because then there there are creators that bust their ass and make these amazing sketches and they're so funny and those blow up but then somebody else can go on and do like a a funny little face and that's triple it and you you feel kind of bad for the, the person that made spent three days making this whole video or but but tiktok definitely understands the it factor and they promote the it factor and i think that's a really interesting getting behind the psychology of that would be really interesting.
1: Or like what makes them? And I, and I think, is it, is it as technical as the algorithm or is it truly a, 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 someone's choosing to make people famous? But I think it's the algorithm. I think, I think yeah. they care about watch time mm-hmm. and shares.
3: Because it's still, again, it's a business, right? The shareholders want to be eyeballs equals money. So I think after a certain point, if you have a certain following, they're going to be pumping your stuff out more because that means more eyeballs and that. So at a certain point, I think there are, the algorithm is programmed to help continue to build those people. But I do believe there's an, al- I mean, I, it's an algorithm and I think-
1: But because that's what makes sense to me when I've seen my videos, because I'll look and go, it's not the likes, because Mm -hmm. I'll I'll do a video, I go, okay, a 1000 views, and it's got 300 likes, but it didn't get pumped. And I go, Mm -hmm. that's a good ratio. But then when I look at my videos that go viral, it's the watch time. I think as soon as someone watches 14 seconds of the 15 seconds, everyone, the majority of people do that, they go, ooh, people are staying on this, this is good, and they're sharing it. So I've if you look done. at your Trump one, or if you look at it, your other couple of virals at the analytics, I bet you you have a ten percent share to view ratio. You your shares what? are high.
3: Yes, I just experienced. Um, so that TikTok video with Trump went berserk in the beginning, and then it fell off because it's an old video. And then like four days ago, the Trump side of TikTok's algorithm, it got pumped over to them for some reason. And so I got 50 stitches of these weirdos going like, oh yeah, this girl needs to be on her. Like the things that Tucker Carlson is clearly saying ad nauseum on Fox News, like the liberals need to be on meds, Trump lives in their head rent free. It was the same three statements like within everybody's stitch, but it was comment after comment after comment of these unwell Trump people and I was trying to figure out like what uh, what happened for this video to get pumped over to the other side of TikTok um, for it to blow up on that side and at the end of the day what I think the people that are taking time out of their day to bully somebody that they don't know which in and of itself is a concept I can't understand you could not pay me to comment some bullshit on somebody's video of somebody that I don't know but I guess I'm just different anyway. What is it <laughs> about this video that went over? Oh, no, 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 my point. My point was whether you're shitting on me or you're saying it's funny, I'm getting views. So keep it coming. You know what I mean? Oh. And I wish I could um, share that the, without seeming bitter.
1: Well, there's a, there's actually, you, you might have seen this come through where, where the Gen Zers have figured this out too that it's called felding mm. where you purposely misspell or or misspeak because people will go in the comments and go you. oh really molly it's you said hospital she said hospital but they're tricking the people who don't because there's people waiting to comment but the comments create engagement
3: anger out because so, we're all stuck in our houses they're getting their oh anger out it sharing the poor 16 year old TikToker who said hospital
2: well, yeah. and if you too if you can get people in the comments to just go against each other you've got a viral video on your hand because when we did the vacation one with that fireball yeah the, yeah yeah the comment section blew up because people are like we're in the middle of a they called it a pandora a well,
0: pan they paper. go
2: crazy yeah. but because they thought we were on vacation and so people were just going crazy and then other people on the other side were like doesn't matter, guys. It's just a virus. Like everyone was just going crazy. And That's I was, what
1: pushed it. Yeah. yeah. And
2: I was sitting there laughing. I'm like, keep it up, guys. On that yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> keep fighting because this is fun. Also, what's great is you can, I just found this out, you can edit what you see. So if you have words, so like orange, Trump, rent free, meds like you can pick these words and if anybody comments on your video saying any of those words the comments there but you don't see it so it's such a funny image To so i did a bunch of crazy words that are on my edited list now so i don't have to see them because i'm an empath and i still even though it's like screw you guys i still absorb it but it's such a funny concept to me that these angry people are like you need to take your meds. And they're posting on my video, but I don't see them. So essentially they're talking to nobody.
2: Mm. How did you find out
3: about that? I have, I've never heard of that. That's very smart that they have. I think Instagram has it too, where you can, limit the comments, like you have trigger words, I guess. So if you put the trigger words in those comments don't go through, but on TikTok, the comments still go through, but you just don't see them. So really, I feel like I'm doing a service because I'm allowing you crazy man to say some, say I'm a skank in my sports bra, but I can't see it. So you're getting it out of your out of your system and I'm not getting hurt. So I guess I'm, you know, providing a bully system.
1: That's actually really, that's a great idea. To like go through, because I you you will get hate every now and then, but I'm I'm kind of numb to it at this point. Like we we've, uh, you know what I mean? Like how, the more you get of it, you almost just start going like. First of all, you just you don't know, you don't know anything about me or what I'm doing or what I'm saying, and it's hard to get enough context in thirty seconds. Totally. to, To me, for me to to explain my like people, it's just funny to me how people will be negative. Um, But another little hack that I found on TikTok that really helps me is, did you know that if you do like, you talk and then you pause and then you talk over here and then you have little segments, you can actually go back and edit those Now that
3: I knew, but I didn't, I found out on my first TikTok Live uh, last night that I finally got the guts to do and had such a blast. But I finally found out you can edit, because I was wondering how people shoot a video where they're using both of their hands Without having to run and pause it at the right time, you can you can indicate how much you want it to record, timer it, do the thing, and it stops automatically. And that so I'm learning slowly but surely.
2: <laughs> it's
1: good, and you can adjust your clips.
3: Full circle, baby girl. The old
2: person voice. You're an old woman. <laughs>
1: that should I'm be a... your
0: <laughs> you can TikTok voice.
1: Which, how was your live turnout? Did you have a lot of people on?
3: Yeah, you know what I um I'm I not topped
1: out good. at twenty three has been my best.
3: Yeah, I uh was telling Alyssa I was like I think I'm gonna post this weirdo video where I'm acting like Harley Quinn and I look crazy and I think I'm going to do a live after. So I posted the video and then I took a shot of whiskey. I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm too afraid. And then I was just thinking like, well, I'm bored. So, you know, I, and I, it's not like, I can go anywhere. And I, if maybe if I can interact with some people that might be fun. So, okay. So I took a deep breath and I did it. And I had like a hundred people, um, stay on and we were chatting and talking and I had pigtail. Pig I looked crazy, but, um, <laughs> answering questions and saying hi to people. And I, what I've decided TikTok is for me is I was so ruthlessly bullied when I was a kid that I have deep trauma from it and not to just 180 this really quickly, but they found out, you know how I roll, I'm insane. So they found out that when you, bully, everyone's like, I think I've been with this podcast. <laughs> um, when you, the same trauma that you get from a car accident, it hits the same part of your brain that being bullied as a child. Hits, which is just an extra, as you guys know, unfortunately, the trauma of that and working through that is really hard. What I've decided is I want to be the person that can be there for the people that are on TikTok that I wish I could have had when I was a kid. And so I've kind of been playing around with the concept of like TikTok's big sister. Like I want to be your big sister. So like message me on a video about a guy you like, and I'll give you advice or whatever it is. Like who's bullying you? Talk to me. Let's. So um, I did a tester uh, TikTok live just to see what it was like to interact with people because I've never done a live before. And I think eventually I want to do some lives where like I can give advice. And it's you know I'm not a therapist, but I've lived. And um, I would love to, I think that's very healing for 10-year-old Molly. And so that's something that I think TikTok Live allows you to do. Because I think a lot of people get on TikTok Live and they're just like, not even, they're looking at themselves, like they're, you know, and these people are like, oh my God, say hi to me, please, or whatever it is. Like, I want to engage with you. And I want to build a world where we all vibe with each other for a long time. Like, I don't want you to just, Come across my page and be like, "Oh, that was funny!" Like, I want you to. St- I want to build a community,
1: make an impact.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because well, then it, it's it's last it's it's long lasting. You know, that's what I really found too is that you know um, fans, audience members, supporters, viewers. Um, there's so much content, and if you don't put in the extra mile to make an impact and actually care and build relationships, yeah. people are going to move on to the next thing. So that's why we've been doing it too a lot more. There's something about live
0: yeah that
1: you connect on a deeper level because both people are in this moment together it's not like they're watching a video that was pre-recorded they're there with you and i've been able to build such deep relationships going live so i kind of cycle through i'll do tiktok instagram facebook and i just go back and forth so i can connect with everybody what's the
3: difference between the three have you noticed there's got to be a difference
1: in what regard
3: like your facebook live audience
1: it's um
3: I'm <laughs> sorry, we talked about it before the podcast. Now we're talking about it during Facebook scares me so much. The fit, like do you do you know are is it the same people that just follow you from Instagram to TikTok to Facebook? Or is each one a different group of people?
1: It's all it's different, it's different groups, sure. but do you do you have a Facebook fan page or just your Facebook? So that's where ours is. Like Facebook, my personal Facebook page, I posted about In the past two years, all I've posted is a picture and then our wedding, but I never go on my personal Facebook page ever. I don't, for some reason it makes me feel funny, but our Facebook business page or fan page is awesome. Because it's not a bunch of friends or people from your life that might be judging you. It's all the people from 2017 till today who are choosing to visit our business page and follow us because they like Freddie and Alyssa yeah. Not because, because Instagram's almost turned into a personal Facebook page where you meet people on the street and you follow each other on Insta and it's a lot more peer based. Yeah. But our Facebook business page is just a bunch of wonderful people who love what we do. They're, they're not like, ugh, Freddie and Alyssa again. Like they love it. love it. Same thing with TikTok. Same thing with YouTube. Gotcha. Instagram is a little different, but when I go live on Instagram, I have just a wonderful group of people there too. And then Mm -hmm. sometimes friends will pop in and say, what's up? Like I saw your live yesterday on TikTok, and I almost wanted to join and say hi, but then I just was like, I don't, will let her kind of do her. Thanks for talking today. (laughs) I don't want to be like, Hey, and I was like laying in bed, it's like, this is like, I'm not going to
0: intrude. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, But, uh, But anyway, it's different. It, some people are all, are in all of them, but it's it's really um, there's some people who just love Facebook, and they don't follow wow. me anywhere else, or they only follow me on Insta. So we are on all five, so that gotcha. people who only are on YouTube can see us. Because gotcha. if they aren't on Insta or on our TikTok, they would never see our stuff. Yeah. So we do They're it that way. But yeah. um, but TikTok, Instagram, YouTube are pretty much the and, but Facebook, for us, honestly, is just it's the best. It's huge. It's
0: a really wow. cool. We have a
1: big, big following over there. So okay. Facebook was like a, a dark horse that just came out of nowhere. And we're like,
3: yeah, wonderful. OK. <laughs> it, it, it's just me. So uh, already I'm so um, overwhelmed trying to do TikTok and Instagram and Twitter every once in a blue moon. Yes. So I, I will get pretty usual, sure I'm about a year behind y'all on stuff. So I'll get there in about a year probably with YouTube.
1: <laughs> you, yeah, YouTube is where <laughs> YouTube's kind of the final, um, is, it's almost like where you, it's like the, the bottom of the funnel. I feel a lot of TikTokers and Instagrammers and people are are they're building there
3: to Mm -hmm. bring
1: people to a YouTube channel.
3: Right. Because Um,
1: the the monetization on YouTube is superior. Yeah. It's what? It's superior. Gotcha. YouTube monetization is superior compared to everything else. You can obviously make good money on TikTok and Instagram when your followers are high. But on YouTube, you can have 10,000 followers, 20, 30, 40, and like make a living where it takes like a million on TikTok and like 50 to 100K on Insta to really make like an income income. So, you know.
3: See, but you have to, in order to to have a YouTube, you have to make YouTube videos. Yes, (laughs) so a lot of that's a prerequisite. That's where I'm like, no. uh, What if I just post my TikToks to YouTube and they're like, "Mm, you can't do that because I also just found out, apparently, in typical Facebook Instagram fashion, Instagram being owned by Facebook, the algorithm is no longer pushing your reels if it has the TikTok watermark. Yes, which business-wise makes sense, but also like, listen, Zuck, you have screwed everybody. Can you give to, like, let's let them have something.
1: (laughs) Well, it's just that extra work for us. Like we have to, I screen record it. So once I film a TikTok, you know, when it goes to the page where you type and tag and hashtag, I click on the right-hand corner and I rewatch the video, but I screen record it on my cell phone.
2: And put it over on your reel. Yeah, or there's a website too that, takes the watermark out for you so just whatever works better there are ways it's just an extra step and you're like yeah oh. yeah yeah that's actually not a bad idea though
1: because then sometimes it yeah, I, I don't post all my tiktoks to my instagram because it's just a different vibe where people are like what is this <laughs>
3: that's why I throw in a half naked picture of me because I'm just trying to break up all the tiktok you know?
1: <laughs> but people like yeah it's oh it's a blast and i'm i was so happy to see um, you, you building on TikTok just because um, it's, it consumes you and like you get it. And yeah. like, we're both obsessed, all of us. And like, it's just fun to talk about because people who aren't on TikTok think you're insane. But when you're in the game, <laughs> it's almost like the best thing in the world. It's taken over like chocolate ice cream and stuff. Like it's yeah. no, it's better than that.
3: I'm waiting for the ground to fall out because nothing's, you know, I'm waiting for- <laughs> Oh my gosh that's why i'm waiting for the this you know but because right now i'm here and this will come <laughs> i don't know how or when or where or why but-
1: we're enjoying the wave now
2: <laughs> it's so funny because you and freddie are like the top two people in my dms on tiktok because you two are the main people that i send videos to <laughs> I've been getting some crazy ones lately, and I send them all to Molly, and I just die laughing. I'm like, what, what am is I doing is- that this is on my For You page?
3: My algorithm shows me some stuff, and I'm like, yeah, there's. I wonder if I should show my therapist like the some of the videos I'm seeing, so we can figure out what's going on.
1: <laughs> I gotta try to find you one thing, and then and then um and then we'll hop off. I don't want to keep you on your whole Saturday, but we could go for like ever. But I want to try to find we this have to one. Do our oh, we're gonna do that too. Game. We are. Oh, yes. We are. Hold on. yes. Let's see if she's seen this. Where is it at?
3: Probably. Yeah. Oh, by the way, how much do you hate when you get it? The TikTok that's like, "Hey, buddy, you've been on here for a long time. Maybe you should go get something to eat, or like, go get some rest and come back tomorrow." And I'm like,
0: no. No. <laughs> must get more likes.
3: <laughs> Literally that, or I'm like, boop.
2: I get the ones that say, this is your sign to make an OnlyFans. And I go, excuse me? Yeah, yeah, girl. I've
1: been trying to talk her into it. Just give up her entire life and career. Some of these girls are making a hundred thousand a month. Let's go, Alyssa.
3: (laughs) Oh my God, my hair. Financially. (laughs) There was one
2: video about the OnlyFans that popped up on my For You. And I looked in the comments because I was curious. I was trying to educate myself. Sure.
3: Once I did that, it's all that, um, <laughs> we do. I'm, I'm always educating myself with the hot guys that do the videos where their shirts fly off. I'm like, I...
1: <laughs> this is research. <laughs> or it could be like Bella Thorne and say, oh yeah, I'm on OnlyFans for research for a role. Maybe she was, <laughs> yeah. but that was a great cover. If that's Excellent true.
3: Cover. She was on there for research for a role. Oh Yeah. Do you know
2: Aaron Carter's on there too? But he like, he shows everything, everything. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, honestly, like, you know, yeah, yeah. It's. I think we can't.
3: <laughs> We're Hollywood is still hypersexualizing kids. QAnon's gonna go ape shit. <laughs> Not like that, guys. Hollywood is still taking you know Millie Bobby Brown and all the interviewers will ask her like do you have a boyfriend yet they're still doing that but in the 90s and early 2000s and we're seeing it in the Britney Spears documentary Justin Timberlake's documentary about the guy that was the manager for Backstreet Boys and Insight like the hypersexualization of these kids and I think Bieber was kind of the last one of that I don't I don't know but we're seeing what happens when that when you do that, and so whatever Brittany wants to do, whatever Nick wants to do, or Aaron Carter want, like I just pray for them, and I hope you know because shit, I can't imagine what you guys have gone through.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Just a small.
0: Oh, little- just there. Yeah. yeah.
3: But as far as Bella Thorne doing the, I don't know, I think she's super hot. Um, I also I also think like, I don't know, I I don't think, he, I, I, it's not my place to say who needs and gets yeah. to But I don't love how she handled the OnlyFans thing. Because then a lot of people that are using OnlyFans to pay their bills got screwed. And I hate that. And I hate that we judge sex workers and porn actors and like well you were watching it but you're judging like what we have to decide that anybody we we all can just live our lives I think that would be a great place to get I'm asking too much but... do
1: what you, yeah do what you want to do but my my argument in favor of Bella though because I've heard that argument before is that, yeah, she came in and there were people who weren't celebrities who might've lost subscribers and they put their 10 or $20 with her. But, mm-hmm. but she also built a career that has a fan base and like you can't discount her. No, that. Not you. That's, I'm not saying to you, I'm just saying like a yeah. counter argument to that just as an interesting take on it. But, um, but that's what happened with TikTok. That's what happens with, you know, Will Smith goes to YouTube and we've been building YouTube busting our ass and then Will Smith comes over and gets 8 million in a day or Jennifer Aniston gets 30 million in But they've, you, you look at it as like, oh, but this isn't your thing and we're working so hard. But you, they have worked so hard to build that fame to have those moments. Yeah, and that's why people like Dwayne The Rock Johnson will go down as one of the most successful. I mean, he's destroying this Instagram influencing product development game. And it's going to be exciting to watch. So we're here for the ride. I mean, I'm excited to, See how it all works. Let me show, I want to show you this real quick. Have you seen this? Even if so, let's watch it again. Hey, you guys. Okay, I'm just going to listen to your heartbeat real quick. Oh. What is it? No, your vibes are just a little bit off. I'm gonna prescribe you Lacroix. Okay, how often do you smoke e-cigarettes? I don't think I know what you mean. cut grab, you know. honey. I saw it sticking out of your pocket. What is it? A puff bar? Yeah. Okay, flavored? Watermelon. Okay. Okay, you have ADHD or you're just a cancer. Oh my God, what? The sign. I, like, what's your zodiac? We don't have it on file. I'm a Gemini, I think. Gemini. Okay, okay, then maybe you're just a bitch. I don't- what's, the what's the problem? Well, I think I have kidneys. Just no. give me one second to consult with the nurse. Like so. What? Okay, are- yeah, I did ask you at all my school online, so I'm just gonna refer you to someone else. If you have any questions, just snap me, okay? Hey, you guys. <laughs> Hey, I'm just gonna listen to
2: your heartbeat real quick. Oh. Gen Z as doctors. And there you have it. <laughs>
3: I, I, I will say, that's fantastic. I will say, I want to make sure I continue to learn. I think us being on TikTok will allow us to not become the, the older generation that's like, <sighs> it's gonna allow us to stay hip with the kids. Or just understand, you know, there's such a progressive, amazing demographic as every generation is when they're the young free spirits. And then, you know, life kills you and hardens you and your soul dies. But before that, when you're still young and living your best life, it's so important to continue to learn from them. So I think think a lot of people that turn away TikTok and don't wanna do it, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think you're missing out on, you know, learning what the next generation has in store like having your gender in your bio is so cool and having people talk about transitioning to the gender they feel most comfortable as watching people share these stories and have the courage to share these stories allows it to not seem scary to people who maybe didn't grow up with that. And that's all encompassing. And I think we get, being on TikTok gives us access to that so that we can help um, fight the good fight with them.
2: You know, it's so interesting because I saw uh, The Breakfast Club for the first time the other day. And I know, out of control, such, I know, I'm out of control, it's wild, but it was so interesting that the vice president in the movie was basically sitting with the janitor and he was talking he goes what scares me the most about these kids is that one day when i'm older they're going to be the ones running the country the world everything and so now that we know what gen z is like what they're doing i'm not as scared because i feel like there's more of a bond created between (laughs) generations you know
3: Every old generation is afraid of what the new, the brouhaha, the new generation is. You know, the boomers, they don't want to talk about this, but in the 70s, they were burning their bras and boycotting Vietnam. So Every generation is gonna figure it out. And I, what's interesting is this new generation that is constantly being inundated with information, which is something that I don't think our brain, the machine our brain is fundamentally able to handle, which is why I think uh, anxiety and depression and you know all those things are at an all time high, but they um, are aware of all of these things that are happening. And so they're able to make a more collective thought process um, and I think that's going to be beneficial. Yeah, I, I trust them. I trust them, and I just like I hope my the older generation trusted us millennials, and we'll you know.
1: This is the biggest misconception that I, I keep wanting to like bring up because I think even with like the like with with our parents or or the boomers or Gen X, um, the the kids that we're comparing to the the, the kids today who are on TikTok they didn't grow up in the fifties and sixties. That was a different world. Mm -hmm. So we can't go, oh, these kids these days, the whole world's gonna, it's like, no, they're on, they understand the new world. Yeah. They're going to succeed in the new world. They don't have to go dig ditches or go do, like there's gonna be artificial intelligence doing that. So all this, like the laziness, like I don't think Gen Zers or millennials are lazy. We just are in a different world.
3: completely different type of work.
1: It's a different yeah. type of work, you know, and that was just using an arbitrary example of that. Not but I mean, the, yeah, but it's like, it's, um, we, we have to accept that, that this is a once in a lifetime moment, or at least in our lifetime, that the old world is completely gone. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. in 1995 that we do, that we spend our time doing today did not exist in 1995. Yeah. If you think about That's that, crazy. like even people who are on, like Zoom for Zoom meetings or work or they're on their computers or they're on the internet or they're checking the weather or they're asking Alexa or they're watching Netflix or they're on TikTok. It doesn't have to be social media, but think about how 12 hours a day, we're all living our lives in a way that did not exist in 95. Yeah. So what is, like you said, in our very first podcast, I think that's always stuck with me. Our second one of how, if we were to wake up in 2050, we would almost die of shock because yeah. it's changing so fast. Yes, so yes, I think yes, it's only a matter of time before we're just completely living inside our phones, which we already are. And we're gonna have to unplug and go camp or go sit out in the grass. And that's gonna be something cool and zen, but we're yes. gonna be fully inundated in this world. And the Gen Zers are the ones that are building and are gonna win in this new world. We, we don't have to judge their skills based on people and the skills you needed in the sixties.
3: Right, like, sorry, Richard, you don't have to dig a seven foot hole, 16 hours a day, beca- but you have to code on a computer. And that's not, that doesn't make you lazy. It's just a completely different style of work. But it also makes, it also allows me to empathize a little bit with the boomer generation, because if I'm overwhelmed by technology and I got a cell phone when I was a sophomore in high school, I think. Um, I can't imagine how they feel.
0: Yeah.
3: It, I mean, the, the difference is night and day. And so, but at the end of the day, you have to make a choice, though, right? Like my, my dad chooses to continue to learn, to continue to stay curious, um, to continue to stay open and, and forward thinking. And, you know, I, curiosity, I think, is the most important thing. The ones that get scared, we're all prone to fear. Humans are prone to fear. That is an absolute. But the ones that get scared and shut down and don't stay curious, those are the ones that we're seeing latch on to all of these crazy ideologies because at least they have something to hold on to. The ones that stay acknowledge their fear and stay curious and want to learn are the ones that I think are still thriving despite their age or their yeah. background or you know where they came from or whatever it is.
2: I really feel though, too, that millennials are going to be, that we are the most open-minded generation, which is really going to help because we, ha- we didn't have technology than we did. And that's very rare. Like we are the only generation and I get excited to see what's going to happen. Like with all the, the babies that are one, two, three, four, like obviously when they're older, because even my niece, I was on FaceTime with my mom the other day and my niece was there. My mom goes, "Oh, I'll be right back, Jules, you know, talk to auntie." And so she was talking to me on the phone She's like two. this. She's 2 years old. Talking to me like this. And then I go, "Jules, I go, can you show me your um, dollhouse behind you?" And she took the phone and she turned it and pointed right at the dollhouse. I go, "You're 2 years old and you understand this?" I go, "What well, what's that what is that going to be like when they're 18, 20, 30? Like what?"
1: But we're so, here for the, the really ride. Pushing- I'm excited, I'm excited.
3: I am too, too. and at the same time, it affirms my belief in in Moore's Law, which means the reason we've never been contacted by another life source because once we hit a certain level of intelligence, we kill ourselves off. Oh my God. And on that note, the Freddie Alyssa Show. (laughs) Molly Burnett. uh... (laughs) But it's not the smart, curious ones that are gonna kill us off, right? It's the ones that get scared and shut down and, you know, have access to God knows what, that's how we're going to die. But anyway.
1: I don't think we are. That's, we could go on another tangent on that, but I, I actually, that's another whole conversation. But, um, but, uh, and, and then one more thing I, I want to um, say too, that's really interesting is um, that I've, that I've thought about is when you're saying you empathize with the older generation, I also empathize in the sense that I think the millennials are the first generation that, because I think growing up, you would ask your parents for advice and guidance in mm-hmm. everything totally. because nothing really changed that much right. where we're the first generation where our parents are learning almost more from us about life. Like we obviously go to them for experience in life, but I feel it's like the first time that we as a whole collective, like my parents are like, so like we book in these flights or like, what is this? Or like, wait, so what is yeah, like, they're absolutely. always, I feel like they're learning from me
3: Totally. Did
1: that ever? We we don't know what it's like to be a kid in the '70s, obviously, but I wonder if don't you just kind of feel though, like?
3: Yeah. Well, I think that's why the boomers are having such a hard. I I I feel like that's disrespectful calling them that, but that's why they're having such a hard time because now we don't have to listen to you like you had to listen to your parents because we can just Google what what the answer is or we can ask you know somebody in Sri Lanka what the answer is and the boomers like you have to listen to me because I'm your parent and I think there's a disconnect of like. know but yeah yeah. i I think our parents learn from us i I, if they choose to they have to choose to yeah definitely um but the ones that choose to are absolutely learning from and we, we being a millennial is so cool because we had one leg in the world where you were outside all the time or you had three channels and you had one you have one leg Uh, where a phone is in your hand 24 seven and you lived a full life. If you're a millennial about our age, you lived a full 15 years ish in this world. And you've lived a full 15 ish years in this world. And I think that's the coolest part about our generation is we can conceptualize what both worlds are like.
1: I think the 80s, like someone said this on TikTok the other day too, like 80s, like millennial, we have a subgroup whether it's if you're born in 86 to maybe 90,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're a very, very small slice of a millennial that is, you said it, that's probably yeah. the best I've ever heard it described. We have one foot, 50% of our life was old school, 50% new school and we're that slice. If you're born in 96 or 97, you were a technology. I mean, we, were, we graduated high school without Facebook.
3: Right, right, I remember Facebook, was brand new when I was going to go to my one year of school and you had to have a college email to sign up for it. Like you had to have your name at whatever.edu or you couldn't create an account. And so it was this, I thought it was this cool way of like, oh, I'm going to maybe get to know some people before I go to college where I'm going to have to learn all new, like maybe I can make some friendships. I don't know. And it was, we were so naive and how interesting that was our mentality at the beginning of this and and where we are now with Facebook. Isn't it
2: crazy? Facebook started for college students. Now I feel the main demographic is, you know, like 50 to Like, don't you feel that demographic really lives on it?
3: Well, that's kind of what happens, right? The new kids and then Ellen DeGeneres finds out about it. And so she makes a joke about it. And then like, you know, the new trends always start now. They start on TikTok and then Instagram gets the best of the funny TikToks like a month later. And then Facebook will get them like a year later. And then a year and a half later, it's on Jimmy Kimmel. So like, it's like this trend this trend of who's hit when
1: I saw this meme when the Bernie Sanders thing was going around where he had his mittens (laughs) and uh and someone had a thing they're like um my mom will send this to me in two weeks and go ha ha isn't this funny it's
3: so true so I think we have a heads up being on TikTok because we're you know we know what we know know what's happening.
1: and we learn all the lingo you know like and just how things how everything's changing so it's a really cool experience, and like I, I, I would love to to. Uh, we we gotta have we, we have to have you on more often if you would love to be on because yes, you trigger girl. some really awesome conversations. This has been just like a blast. I think yes. we,
0: likewise, we're, i we're really
1: gonna enjoy it. it. Thank yeah, well, thank you, Molly. And then um, if we just we just want to hang out to do that little uh, yeah. fast five, maybe we're gonna call it. And uh, uh, but thank you so much for yes. being on. We appreciate we you, you so much.
2: So much. Check out Molly,
1: Queen of the South. On Netflix in USA. And don't forget to check out her TikTok at, you know, Molly Burnett.
3: My name, Molly Burnett.
1: (laughs) Miss Molly Burnett. Awesome. Well, thank you, Molly. We appreciate you.